Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Right here on Storm Talk 365. Thank you so much for spending your lunchtime with us. This is Lunchtime with Kimmy Kim, and we thank her so much for taking time out to be a part of this afternoon broadcast. It's right around 1 o'clock on the East Coast time. So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come before your throne by way of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to discuss this topic of you are enough. That's right. She said God is enough. So, Father, we ask you to order our steps and cap your angels around us and give us everything that you desire for us to say. Let it not be about us, but about you. We thank you in Jesus Christ we pray. Amen and amen. All right, Kimmy Kim, are you there? I am here. How are you? I'm excited to talk about stuff with you. I look forward to my weekly program with you. It's just exciting because... Sorry about that. We talk about everything from it's okay. Women, everything from women to yeah, we talk about a whole lot of stuff. Um, so today we're I enjoy about you too. God is enough. <laughs> well, that's what families do. We're gonna talk about God is enough. What gave you that topic? Because you know how sometimes in life you go through the valleys in life, and you know you know that um, you know strife will come the moment that you sign up. Uh, for this race when when it comes to uh, salvation and you are sold off for God. And the moment that when you do that, after you do that, that's when trouble tends to come because you're no longer part of the Satan family. So I am reminded that no matter what is going on, the finish has already been 
one for us because he is enough. He gave us his son uh, so that he can be the uh, mediator for our soul. And uh, I just love the Lord because has it not been for him, had it not been for him, I would not be here because I know that the race is already won. So he is more than enough because he owns everything. He wakes us up. People cannot wake you up. People cannot bless you like God can. I mean, of course, we are um, supposed to love each other um, as if we love ourselves. But ultimately, God has the final say in everything that we do. And so let's not, you know, focus on our problem but tell your problem about your God, like my friend says, Rico Guyton. Tell God about, tell the problem about your God. And, you know, once you understand that problems will come, and that God would never put more on you than you can bear, God is enough. Well, you know, Timmy, let's let's, just be realistic. Okay, so we're just going to focus on the people who say that they love Jesus Christ, and they say that they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So you say God is enough. What can you say to them to encourage them to really believe that? I mean, you know, um, we say walk by faith, but... We've talked about this on other shows. How can they strengthen their faith to believe that God is enough? Because he wants you to believe. First of all, let's look at your life. What have you been gone through that God has delivered you from? So if you sometimes go into your closet, your memory closet, and check out like a a blouse or something, you know, when it comes to the problems that you had dealt with, let's focus on that problem. Then God bring you out. So if he you know, can bring you out from that problem. Can he do it again if it's his will? And um, I'm reminded that when I look over my life and see what he has done from, you know, uh, birth up until now, I know it was nothing but, you know, the Lord. Because, you know, um, I couldn't do it. Man couldn't do it. It was him. So faith comes by having a relationship. If you know your father if you meditate on his word, meditation not only allows you to um, speak to God, but really allows God to speak to you. When you meditate on his word and he talks to you and he walks with you and you pray to him on a daily basis or, you know, based on how you pray because prayer is based on a relationship, talking to your Abba Father, when you have that security and knowing that everything is going to be all right, you can face any problems because you know the race is already won because Christ Jesus died on the cross he got up with all power on the third day so we serve a living God he is not dead <laughs> amen oh no he is not dead so you know we 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 talk about we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us so when you say God is enough what about people who are facing, we talked about this in some early episodes, we're going to say relationship issues because, unfortunately, not everybody is uh, legally, spiritually binding marriage, but what about those facing um, terrible relationships? Is it possible to depend on your faith to get you through? And if so, tell them, you know, maybe a scripture too, how they can do that. Absolutely. One scripture that comes into mind when it comes to a broken heart, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him because there there was a reason why that relationship didn't work. Maybe it was not from God. Sometimes we tend to linger on to things 
believing that God gave this to us, but when it's done by God, it would never be contrary to his word, never be contrary to his word, never be contrary to his word, because he does things in decent and in order. And and, and um, another way I tend to also um, understand when there's a broken heart, my grace is sufficient. He would never put more on you than you can bear. Um, I have had my heart broken twice, you know, in life, and I know he can mend a broken heart because he loves us. He says uh, in the Bible, John three sixteen, it says, so God so loved the world, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And you know what? That is the best love story of all times, love. So love the world. And when God so loved you, he would never put more on you than it can bear. He wants you to be happy. This is his world. Although um, Satan is the prince of the world, but God is still in control. So when you are facing a broken heart, just know, you know, one door opens, I mean, closes, and another one would open because God said, it's my will, thy will will be done. So sometimes it may not be God's will to be a part of someone's life. He may have something better for you. Because I know when we follow his way and his um, direction, it's all good. It's all good. No bad. So I would pray that um, God heals your heart and just know there is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing too hard for God. So trust him. You know, that being said, um, in one of your earlier broadcasts, you shared something really personal about the loss of a child. Here recently we just read where a gentleman, um, of course, they always say they had no history of criminal behavior, but for a a man who just randomly um, shot at people, and I I think the last death count was six. Um, Wow. Where was this at? um, I I forget the state. Um, I deliberately shut it out, but he... He went. He shot a, a father and son at a car dealership, and then the other four were at coming out of a Cracker Barrel restaurant. Um, he shot another woman um, as she was coming out of her apartment complex, but she survived. Wow! And there's Thank a young God. girl. I think she was 11 that she was shot in the head, and they had originally counted her as dead, but she is surviving. So that being yeah. said, based on what you um, experienced as far as loss of a loved one, what kind of um, encouragement can you give those who are losing loved ones or have lost a loved ones to trust God as being enough to get you through those losses? Wow. I'm so sorry for those who are affected by that um, that situation, that terrible situation. Um Unfortunately, I'm reminded about the victims in South Carolina, how they were able to forgive that victim immediately. I'm going to be honest, uh, family, you must forgive. Um, Jesus. Forgive him because he doesn't know what he's doing. He's operating on his spirit. And secondly, pray for him. I know... um, with time, um, God will mend all wounds, and you'll never forget your loved one. And He doesn't want us to forget our loved one. You could cherish those wonderful memories, and and knowing that you're going to see them again. 
But I'm going to pray that um, God, you know, definitely comfort your heart in this loss, during this loss. And I'm so sorry, but we must continue on praying for our enemies and love our enemies. Um, forgiveness is the key to um, really um, being able to continue on this, you know, this journey of life. Uh, I just pray that um, that person who's done that, his soul will be um, will be at peace with God because God still loves him. And um, wow, I'm so sorry about that. But continue on focusing on the on the Lord. Uh, we must pray better. We must fight better because this is bigger than us. This this life is bigger than us. It requires a God who understands what's going on. And um, unfortunately, we are in the perilous of times where, you know, things of such as this tragedy would happen on a daily basis. And I would continue on praying for the family. I'm so sorry for the loss. But continue on focusing on the Lord, and he would never put more can bear. And I will remind you that we know that all things work together to them who love God. And I'm reminded also in Genesis that, you know, he uses the good for the the bad for the good. I'm reminded about Joseph, how he was, you know, traded by his brothers and he was able to forgive them. So forgiveness is powerful. It helps when you can forgive those who have done you wrong. And I, it's still a mystery to me how God wants us to forgive, trust me. But uh, that is the first step in overcoming a tragedy such as that because I don't know what to say. All I can do is say I will pray because, oof, that is that is horrific. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yep. And uh, we're also going to segue into um, why we should forgive also. And, um, Kimmy, do you find that, and we again, I love talking about some of our previous episodes, do you find that people who have experienced unpleasant um experiences in their particular denomination are leaving the denomination but also leaving their relationship with Christ, blaming the church. Um, What type of encouragement can you give them to say, regardless of what you've experienced with the congregation or the denomination, don't leave God, don't leave Jesus Christ? How can you encourage them to do that? We must know that we all are imperfect people. No matter what church you're going to go to, it's going to be imperfect because we are people. But we serve a perfect God. I am reminded by Dr. Wallace's um, interview a couple weeks ago when he says, we are all imperfect people on the same IV, love. Continue on the IV of love. I, You know, you have to understand that the building, the worship building is a hospital for people like me so that I can get filled by the word through the angel of the church so that I can go back outside the walls and continue on the journey of discipleship and serving others. So you have to understand, if you do leave another um, church and go to another one, you're going to find imperfect people. And then God is not going to hold those people accountable. He's going to hold you accountable because he knows. You know, he says, if you're going to turn away from me because of people, 
Okay, because he gives you my signs that he's real. Look at the birds. Look at the sun. It's never late when it comes to sun rising. It's never late when it comes to sun, sun setting. So if he's not going to hold those people accountable, he's going to hold you accountable. So you can't blame people for your relationship with God because that sounds like that you don't have a relationship when you have to turn away from God based on people, places, and things. That means you don't have a relationship. People will disappoint you every day, every day, not just today, every day. It could just be, you know, um, your children. They can they can probably one day not listen to what your your instructions. So you're going to turn away from your children. That's very, you know, very um, not good because we're supposed to love each other throughout the um, tribulations that we may face or any confrontations. And God demonstrates in the Word how we're supposed to, you know, reconcile with each other when there's a problem in the church. So when you walk away from something without trying to correct it, there's something wrong with you as well, not just that individual, because we all going to have differences, and it's how you disagree, it's how you reconcile. You can reconcile in love and disagree in love. You can still disagree and still have love. So uh, I would pray that God will definitely touch your heart and let you know that it's not them because you want to always have people <laughs> that you're going to have disagreements with. And if you do leave a church because you're not growing, that's different. But you should not blame that church. You pray for them. Amen, amen. And we talk, you mentioned the word love. Um Especially in the South right now, there's a lot of bad weather going on. I mean, tornadoes and rain and floods and property damage. And um, what kind of encouragement can you give people? Should they wait until bad things happen to try to find their relationship with Christ? Or should they already be prepared to strengthen them to go through property loss and life um, and job and money and just their whole lives turn topsy-turvy. What kind of advice can you give them to be prepared for those situations? Based on my experience, you should glorify in the Lord, not in only tribulations, but when it, all the, when your sun is shining. You know, um, tribulations will come. And when you are doing a spiritual workout on a daily basis and reading the Word, praying, fasting, talking to your Lord, when trouble arises, you know that God is able because he says that he will never put more on you than you can bear. And secondly, he says, he says to cast your burdens upon him because his burden, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So he's the burden load, loader. Uh, we cannot, we cannot <laughs> handle the problems. This, this life, the problems require a qualified God, a God who can handle Everything. He can handle your problems, Sister Bonita, my problems, and other people all at the same time without any lacking. So when you are faced with, you know, flooding and storms in life, just know that um, God will never put more on you than you can bear. And you have your life. If you have life and um, you are able to surpass um situation and you lost materialistic things, just remember he can restore those things. Look at Job, how he has he took everything away from Job, but he restored them in doubles. You know, when you have faith the size of a mustard seed, that good faith, 
faith and knowing that God is able, that is a gift. And um, when you have the gift of faith in God, he loves us. He would not put more on us than we can bear. I'm, I'm reminded that in the Bible, if you look at some of the many stories of people overcoming, it's just indication that he is there. Just trust in him. Lean not to your own, own understanding. I don't know why we have to face, you know, uh, repossessions or homelessness or I don't know why we have to face sickness. But I'm reminded that, you know, we must have joy in tribulations. That is what James says. And now I'm on this process of understanding what that means because this life, the minute that you sign up for this walk with God, the minute that you sign up to have a relationship with God, that is when problems arises. And problems will still happen to those who don't know God as well because there are times God will want you to open up your eyes, understanding that you cannot handle this. You need a God who can you know, um, be your protector, a, a God who is your all, who will not allow more to happen to you than you can bear. And we all, we also must understand that we all will die. So he, he wants to delay the process of not coming so that we all can go to heaven. So while we're on this earth, count it all joy when you have problems, situations. Because it, and then it's a sign that God trusts you with a problem. It's amazing how God can say, oh, my baby got that. Oh, go, go do what you want. You know how he did Job. Oh, he's not going to turn away. He's just going to understand that he can trust me more in his problems. And that thing, that it, it could be a compliment that God is trusting you and knowing that you can handle it. So there's so many ways to look at problems. But just know he will never, never place more on you than you can bear. He knows you better than you know yourself. So just, you know, Focus on the word, meditate, pray, pray, get you a partner, accountability partner, a person who is sold out for the Lord, a person who is older than you and the Lord, not based on age, but based on their relationship with God. And I'm telling you, it works. It really does. You know, we talked about um, your personal tragedy. We talked about the untimely deaths of those um, six individuals being shot at random. And we talked about people experiencing um, death during the storms. Uh, one Allen had the worst Category 5 storm ever, and I think it was like 20 people lost there, and it was climbing because they couldn't find everybody. So death, before we end, we talked about death and some of the gospel songs we were singing, you know, I'm going home to see Jesus, and, you know, a whole lot of, you know, hallelujah, thank you, I'm going home to see Jesus songs. But when it comes time for death, the Bible tells us we should rejoice at death and cry at birth. Um, Kimmy, do you find that people have not fully understood that our birth is a blessing, but the death is a greater blessing if you have a relationship with Christ because he said it's better to be absent in the flesh and be present with the Lord? Do you find that not being the case these days? People are more you know, concerned about still living here on earth as opposed to going home to the Father? I do. And I'm going to be honest, I was one of them until I had a seminar back in 1999 at Antioch Baptist Church. It was um, Minister Richardson at that time. And he had a, uh, we had a special, you know, um, convention that weekend. And his topic was bereavement. So I took that class because at that time I just lost a lot of, you know, 
two uncles and one auntie to cancer, so I was still hurting. And he made us, he made so much welcoming when it comes to you know being prepared, ready. He says, when God calls you home, when you have a relationship with Him, when He when it's time for you to be called home, that means you have reached perfection in His eye. So I was reflecting on my auntie and both of my uncles who died, and they had a relationship with God, and they were at peace. So I was like, wow, that's deep. So now I am okay with them. It took me a minute to understand that, but now I'm like, you're graduating from earth to heaven. So it's a graduation for me now, and it took me a while to understand that, trust me. But I'm seeing that. You know, that's why I don't really, you know, store so much on earth. I don't care about, you know, what I drive, what I, where I live at. Um, you know, I don't really care about that anymore because I know when we go home, we're going to have mansions inside of mansions. We're going to have a Savior that we're going to be praising. We're going to have a Holy Ghost party that will never stop. And there will be, you know, no more darkness. It will be all light. We won't even need the sun, the sun anymore because we have the sun, the Jesus, the sun. And, um, I'm reminded that we're going to have a, a jubilee party. It's going to be nothing but a Holy Ghost time. We're going to see our loved ones, and everybody will have a merry good time there. So, yes, death is very hard because, you know, you know that's just part of life. But I don't take it as much hard as I used to because I know the people that I love thus far, they have had a relationship with them, and I know I can I will be be able to see them. And the only way you can understand this is that you have to meditate on God. You have to get a relationship and know what death is all about. It's not the last say. You know, when you leave this earth and we and if you have a relationship with God, this is not the final say. The final say is in heaven when he says, well done, soldier. And, you know, I know you. I want him to say well done. That is my main goal. So restoring riches on earth is not a big priority for me. My back, my biggest priority is uh, making sure that I have a relationship with God and my children and people that I know and people I don't know that I'm just sharing the gospel because that is what really matters. God is not going to be concerned with where you live at, how much money you make. fact is, he said a rich man has a very unlikely chance to make it to the kingdom of heaven because he focuses on more of the riches on earth than the riches on in heaven because God owns everything. So why focus on things that God owns anyway? You're going to have them when you get to heaven. So that is how I was able to overcome my uh, disappointment when it comes to death. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not afraid to death. I ask God, like the king, I just want to be able to see my daughters, you know, um, graduate from high school and college, then I'm Okay. But I'm not ready to die yet, but if God calls me home, please don't more for me because I am happy. But I'm not ready, but if if it's God, you know, telling me it's okay, then I'm, I'll be okay. I know where I'm going. And I have the confidence in knowing because of my relationship with Jesus, my relationship with the Father, my relationship with the Comforter. And um, you can have that too, family. Get to know God. He is awesome. So awesome. Because people, places, and um, things will let you down because we are imperfect. Yes, honey. Exactly. You know, um, you know, for those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but there's some of us who are not taking it as serious as it really should be taken. Before we go, um, 
could you give them a word of encouragement to like step it up a little bit because this is real and um then you know offer the um as they say the right hand of fellowship for others to accept Jesus if they haven't absolutely my testimony is i used to i am kim and i used to be a lukewarm christian <laughs> Lukewarm. What is lukewarm? I think we all. Well, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, you go to the class, do what you want to do. Then Sunday, you say, oh, Jesus, I love you, I love you. Oh, I magnify your name. Oh, Then you start doing the business as usual, Monday through Friday again. You know, I'm just going to keep it real. I would have a sex outside of, you know, marriage. I was, um, you know, meeting people that are not supposed to be met. I was listening to music that was not... Um, feeding my soul properly. I was um, just doing things that's on the contrary. So when you are a lukewarm Christian, even though you believe in Jesus, God doesn't bless us that because we don't, he doesn't have our fully attention. And I didn't grasp on that until back in 1998. So when I turned my life over full time instead of part time to God, because you can't be a part time lover with God. He wants he wants your attention. He's he's a jealous guy. Um, I'm telling you, it's a work in progress. You grow in grace. I gave God my life when I was 12, and I didn't know what that was. So between 12 and 28, I was, you know, playing, you know, God. I was playing him. I was cheating on him. I wouldn't pray to him. I wouldn't confess to him. I wouldn't repent anything to him because I have prideful ways. It was all about Kim, 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 and not God. So... He'll get your attention when you are his because I believe in this. You never lose your salvation. You may just be milk, a milk baby, but he wants that relationship. He wants the ability to talk to you and, you know, be there for you, but you must first decide that you are sold out. And um, he allows, you know, situations, um, trials, he allows um, disappointments to be, some of the uh, play that he places in your life, and he will get your attention. So with that being said, just know that all you have to do is just believe that that God died for you and that he sent his son as the mediator for your sins. When you believe in Christ Jesus and you open your heart, he's going to baptize you with his spirit, which is the comforter. And the comforter will convict you of the things that are contrary to God. And then he wants you to get to know him. So read a manual. You know, our manual is the Bible. It tells us how we should live on a daily basis. And he would never, never let you down. Because I'm going to be honest, it was me who let myself down. God has never let me down. So family, if you don't know God, for John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever Believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And guess what? After the scripture, it says that God, you know, allowed his son to come to the world, not to, to condemn the world, so that the world the world may be saved through him. He wants salvation for everybody. And that's why I'm reminded and I believe in um, Peter that he's delaying his arrival so that all of his children can be saved. That's not true about the 100,000 revelations that will only be saved. He wants everybody to be saved. And that is a choice that he gives you. He gives everyone a bad seed and a good seed. So whatever you decide to do, that is your choice. But I'm telling you, ever since I have given my life over to God for a time, 
I'm having the best time in my life. I'm meeting people like Sister Bonita, Pastor Bellows, and it's just been a wonderful, wonderful journey. And I've been sold out for Christ. And I'm not a boring person. I still um, am able to do things that I love to do, but in moderation. And making sure that it doesn't, you know, be contrary to what God is telling me to do. Because don't, don't get me wrong now, we will still fall. But the difference is you become a person that will want to sin less. Because it's something about a relationship. When you, like, for instance, when you're in a relationship with someone, you try your best not to hurt their feelings. You want to make sure that, you know, you're, um, you know, being respectful and, you know, you want to talk to that person all the time. And that's how the relationship with God is. You want to talk to him and ask him, you know, for advice. And, you know, when that spirit talks to you, it will move you. And um, I, I just love God. He is so amazing in my life. And I thank so much, Sister Bonita, for this because, whew, this is my testimony on a daily basis. It's hard. But he would never put more on you than you can bear. That is one of my favorite uh, scriptures in the Bible. He would never put more on you. And not to lean to your own, your own understanding, but lean to God, because his ways are not our ways. And uh, <laughs> he sees things before we ever can see them. He sees things, unforeseen things, that he has protected us from. I mean, that that is how God works. You know, it's it's amazing. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for allowing me to serve you based on my life experiences. And my goal is just, you know, to let you know that it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Amen, amen. And there you have it. God is enough. We've covered a lot of information today. We've talked about loss of life, loss of faith, loss of property, loss of a lot of losses, but God is enough. He will sustain you. He will be everything that you need and then some. So, um, Kimmy Kim, I thank you so much for your insightful um, dialogue. We've got some scriptures. We've got some personal information. And, you know, she's letting us know that we're all in life together, but God is enough. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please, Think about it and do so. If you don't have a home church and you're not ready to um, attend a church, there's a lot of powerful ministries out there. Um, Kimmy has Relations Radio and Magazine, where she has some powerful podcasters on her station. Um, I have Storm Talk 365 Network, and Jerry Royce Live has a PositivePower21.org, and we also have um, Robin Lynn Mavis with Vibe Lives Radio. She has uh, Holy Hip Hop. We have... Um, uh, what is it, jamvibesradio.biz. So we have a lot of internet radio stations that we're connected with. If you're not ready to actually go to home church, we're all internet ready 24 hours a day on demand. So please be fed and led and, and get our understanding that God can be enough in everything in your life. So thank you so much for joining us. This is Ms. B right here with Lunchtime with Kimmy Kim, and we pray that she'll be right back here with us every um Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. East Coast time with a word of wisdom. So thank you, Kimmy, and have a great day. And I love you. Thank you so much for having having me on your wonderful show. And listeners, she's amazing, <laughs> sister. I love her. I'm in love with, with Sister Benita. So this is for her. I'm clapping. Clap, 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 clap. She's amazing. So uh, I have your, your, oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
I will send you some. But yeah, she is amazing. She's amazing. I love her. <laughs> well, we love each other, though. How about that? And exactly. we love you too, listeners. Yeah. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. Bye bye now. <laughs> bye bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.